When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forgotten True Crime by Oki Investigations, the true crime podcast where we tell the stories of crimes that happened long ago. If you're a true crime fan, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way, when we have new episodes, you will be the first to know. Also, check us out on our Facebook page, Oki Investigations, and visit our blog, truecrime.blog where we post the many cool things that we find for each episode this episode the visitor has a lot of exciting stuff for you to dig into so make sure you go there and check it out parts of the story may contain opinions and speculations and should be taken as such these stories depict violent crimes of all types and may be a trigger for some listeners listener discretion is advised Hello everyone, we are still in the 12 Days of Murder series. From now and until the new year, I'll be debuting several new episodes that are Christmas themed. Many of these cases are ones that you've probably never heard of before, so make sure you subscribe to the show. That way when we have new episodes, you will be the first to know. Check out TrueCrime.blog and our Facebook page, Oki Investigations, for bonus stories as well. Just a reminder for those of you who may have missed the programming note for next month, we're not posting many episodes for January 2022. We have some bonus content that will come up, but that will be about it. This show is a one-man band, and I'm going to be spending that month researching, writing, and recording several future episodes. 2022 will be our biggest year yet, and I want to start off February with a bang. I hope you all are eager to hear those stories. I know I am. While I'm writing this episode, it's Christmas Eve. I want to thank you all for your continued support. We've grown from such a small podcast to having hundreds of people listen almost daily. Thank you all. This is just a hobby that has grown into something more. Perhaps someday this will be my full-time job, but until then I will continue to work hard to give you something to come back for. Thank you all, and I hope you have a very happy new year. In Kingston, Tennessee, on December 24th, 19, 
30. Raza Jet had been out working in the woods, collecting lumber and earning an honest wage. It was a frigid Christmas Eve. He was looking forward to the Christmas program that he and his wife, Kathy, her real name was Catherine Jett, were going to attend. After work, Raza went straight to the church where he expected to meet Kathy, but she was nowhere to be seen. Several people asked about Kathy, but Raza wasn't worried. He figured that the extreme cold kept his wife from attending. At the church program, they exchanged gifts from under the Christmas tree. Raza gathered his and his wife's presents, and he took them back home. When Raza arrived at his house, it was dark out. So when he walked in, he lit a candle in the front room. It was by candlelight that he found his wife dead on the floor. Her head looked as if it had been smashed and blood was all over the room. Raza screamed in terror and fled from the house. Steve Gones, Raza's neighbor, came out to see what was going on. He ran to Raza to see what had happened. Raza told him of his murdered wife, and then Steve ran back to his house to phone the police. Sheriff W. Rogers was the first to get onto the scene. The sheriff and Steve Gones went to Raza's residence, and that's where they found Kathy, dead, on the floor in the living room. Her head had been split open with two separate axe strikes. Her throat was also slashed. There was blood all over the room. She had been struck hard, and in doing so, it caused a lot of blood cast off. The coroner arrived, and they estimated Kathy's time of death to be around 3 or 4 p.m. that day. She had laid out some nice, warm clothes for the church program, but didn't change into them just yet. The Jets had kept some money for taxes in the house, it had been stolen, about $14 in total. Hardly enough to warrant murder. Sheriff Rogers interviewed Raza about his whereabouts for the day, and he took note of what he said. But before he started working on that side of the case, he also asked Raza if they had seen Abe Lawson around their place. Raza had seen him around town, but nothing more. But what are the... Many neighbors who had come out to see what was going on stated that he saw Abe in the area that day. The sheriff wanted to know about Abe because he was a known bootlegger in Kingston. He had a run-in with the Jets in the past. Abe had broken into Raza's house and stole a gun. Abe was caught in the act, and it was Raza and Kathy who decided to press charges against him. Abe was charged with the theft and sentenced to work in a workhouse. Now, if you don't know what a workhouse is, a workhouse is a home for people that are typically homeless. If you work there, you're cleaning, cooking, and helping the residents with day-to-day -day tasks. The sheriff knew that Abe was a bitter man and that if anyone in town was going to commit a murder like this, it would be Abe Lawson. 
So the sheriff got together all of his deputies and several armed locals, including Steve, and they then started out into the woods to confront Abe. Being a bootlegger, Abe Lawson and his partner in crime, Jim Dalton, were not always the most accessible people to law enforcement, but they were known to have been staying in an old abandoned cabin out in the mountains. When the police and the small posse arrived at the cabin, they surrounded it, and then the officers entered through the front door. It was a two-room cabin. Both Abe Lawson and Jim Dalton were inside. Abe was standing in the first room, and Jim was laying in bed in the next room. The sheriff announced that Abe was under arrest for a serious charge. Two officers moved in to take the man, but as they did so, Abe shouted that he didn't kill the woman. He did. Abe then pointed to Jim. Jim, who was 18 years old and didn't want this kind of trouble, told the sheriff that Abe was the killer and he hid a knife in the wall. He said that Abe confessed to the killing when he got home, so they're both accusing each other of killing Kathy. The officers pried open the wall and found the knife right where Jim had told them where it was, but when they examined the knife, there was no blood on it. The sheriff was not taking any chances in this case. Kathy was killed with two weapons, which indicated that there could be two killers in this case. So he brought both of them in. Jim promised to tell more to the officers to prove his innocence and said that he would cooperate. A judge saw them right away for a bond hearing and decided to hold them both without bail. They charged both Abe and Jim for murder. By this time, more people around town had come forward to say that they saw Abe in the Jet home area, making the sheriff believe that he was the killer. No one came forward to say that they saw Jim, but they were also confident that he too had something to do with the murder. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. On December 30th, they were brought to the judge again for a preliminary hearing. The hearing was held at the Baptist Church. Sheriff Roberts brought the two accused men into the church in chains and shackles. First of all, the officers who were there that night testified that they heard Abe and Jim accuse each other of the murder. This was before they even told them why they were there in the first place. Abe Lawson waived his right to participate in the hearing and pled not guilty. Jim Dalton, however, pled not guilty and then took a chance to testify in his defense. He was questioned by Sheriff Roberts. Jim testified that he went to Oliver Springs on the morning of December 24th. He returned around 12.30 p.m. He said he ran into Abe on his way back and then they split up again. He then stated that he did not see Abe until late that night when he returned to the cabin. 
Abe was acting weird and Jim kept pestering Abe to tell him what was going on. Abe told him he had gone to the jet home earlier to ask for some food. No one answered, so he decided to go in and get something to eat. That's when Miss Jet found him and she retrieved an automatic weapon and fired at Abe. Abe fought back, retrieved an axe, and killed Miss Jet. He also told Jim that he had slashed her throat. Jim stated that he was afraid to leave the cabin and tell anyone about the confession because he thought that he too would be murdered. It was late at night. There was no reason he would be leaving. So he decided to leave it in the morning, like he always did, and he would go and tell authorities then. But they got to the house just hours later and beat him to it. It was decided that they would continue to be held without bond. There were no changes to the charges for either of the men. On January 17, 1931, prisoners at the Rowan County Jail were hatching a plan. You see, the guards had fallen into a routine. The night guard would have them all go to bed at the same time every single night. Then he too would fall asleep while on duty. So when the guard came in that night, the prisoners placed a block on the cell door. It would appear closed and locked whenever they had shut the door. But the block that they put in place prevented the door from locking. If the guard gave it a little tug, he would know something was wrong right away because he would be able to pull the cell door open. But he didn't check it. So that night, 16 prisoners waited until the guard was asleep and they all crept to the cell door. It opened with no trouble and all 16 men were able to sneak out. Two of the men, Abe Lawson and a man named Buddy Barrett, were charged with murder. The men enjoyed a 24-hour stay out of prison. They were all caught on the 18th trying to cross the Clinch River. On March 10th, 1931, Abe Lawson and Jim Dalton's trials were starting. They're being tried simultaneously, and the jury would decide the fate of both men in the case. The state decided that they were going to ask for the death penalty due to the brutality of the murder. The state called several witnesses to the stand. The first person to testify was Raza Jet. He testified to his movements throughout the day, how he attended the Christmas program and didn't make it home until that night. He described returning home to find his wife dead and then going for help to alert the police. From there, the state continued the story through the testimony. They called Steve Gones to the stand, and he told of how he phoned the police for help and then led the police to the jet home. He also testified about how he and several others went with police to the cabin in the woods. That's where they arrested Abe Lawson and how both men accused each other of the crime when no one told them why they were there. It was decided then that they would also arrest Jim. To back up the idea that Abe Lawson had something to do with the murder, several witnesses testified that they saw Abe in the area of the jet home throughout the day. Sheriff Roberts testified about the condition of Kathy's body and how brutal the murder was. He described the motive behind the killing. 
He believed it was revenge for Abe's charges when he stole a gun from the Jets earlier in the year. The next day, on the 11th, John Booth testified that he was an undertaker and that both of the blows by the axe could have killed Miss Jet. The cuts to the throat were not thought to be the killing blow. Then both Jim Dalton and Abe Lawson testified and both accused the other of the crime. They both told the exact same story, but changed who did the killing. The case was handed over to the jury. They deliberated for several hours and came back with a verdict. They pronounced them both guilty of murder. The jury believed that Abe was the actual killer and they sentenced him to death. They thought that Jim was also there as an accomplice, and they sentenced him to 21 years in prison. If he served all 21 years, he would be out when he was 39 years old. Both men were ushered back to the jail. Now, it was not typical for those convicted of murder to gain their freedom just months later. But Abe and Jim were not ordinary prisoners. On July 2nd, 1931, they sawed their way through their prison bars and escaped in the night, along with several other inmates, some of whom were also charged and convicted of murder. Within days, almost everyone, including Jim, was captured. But it wasn't until August 4th, 1931, that they would find and capture Abe in Harriman, Tennessee. On November 15, 1931, the Supreme Court of Tennessee heard the case of Abe Lawson and Jim Dalton. They really didn't see a reason for one of them to be sentenced to death and the other one sentenced to 20 years. If they both had a hand in the crime, they should have the same sentence. So they reversed their charges and ordered that they receive a new trial. They also noted that nothing in the trial proved that either of the man was at the crime. There were no fingerprints, eyewitnesses who saw them in the jet home or coming in and out or anything like that. So they cannot convict someone on a crime without evidence that they actually committed a crime. It took a year for the retrial to take place. This time, both Abe Lawson and Jim Dalton would be tried separately. On August 24th, 1932, Abe Lawson was the first of the two accused men to go on trial. The judge asked what evidence was being brought to the trial that proved that Abe was indeed the killer. When they presented none, the judge threw out the case and set Abe Lawson free. The next day, the same thing happened for Jim Dalton. He was set free for the lack of evidence. So basically, the Supreme Court asked that they present evidence that they were there and they provided none. So the judge in this case really had no other recourse but to let them go. How do you feel about how this all played out? Do you believe that the police had the real killers and that they got away with it? Or do you feel like the lack of any real evidence shows that there was no way to prove the killer and that the sheriff may have been jumping to conclusions? Both men did accuse one another, but they also could have been just saying what they believed the police wanted to hear to save themselves. 
let me know over on our Facebook page. Just search for Forgotten True Crime, Oki Investigations, and you'll find us right away. I will see you all next time. I hope you all had a very happy new year. See ya. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.